0: team you love can be very time-consuming trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible let's be honest unless you want to get in trouble at work because you're on the computer looking up all the latest news well scrolling through every app and visiting every website is seriously impossible that's why i subscribe to Axios sports the best free daily newsletter in the land Now, Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email box. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, which is A-X-I-O-S.com, so sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. AXio sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and again, it's free. Yes, F-R-E-E, folks. Cost you nada. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with all of your buddies. So why don't you join the 100,000 sports fans who already get caught up on the day, before it even begins and best of all there's no paywall no subscription fee nothing this is free curated sports content delivered directly to you so sign up for free at sports.axios.com again that's sports.axios.com in the shotgun, Carr's gonna throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I would play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, James Jones. John Gruden has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. Raiders. Raiders. Yes. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your girl, Fallon Smith. And you're listening to Keeping It 300. This is technically a bonus episode. I'll do a longer episode later this week with my guy, James Jones. And in that episode, we'll discuss what's ahead for the Silver and Black. And we'll answer some of your mailbag questions as well. The ones you sent to us via Twitter. If you haven't done so already, go back, holla at us, send me a question. I got you. Um, Also... Wherever you listen to your podcasts, make sure you guys rate us and write a review that it will help us out a lot and we would really appreciate it. So again, after this podcast is over, make sure you rate us and write a review. All right, well, it is Victory Monday, baby. Oh, yeah. I know you guys are on cloud nine right now after taking down Khalil Mack and the Bears in London. Finally getting one in London. 24-21 was the final. The Raiders, they got Coach Gruden dancing like a little grizzly bear after the game. I mean, did you see that post by the Raiders? The little post-game locker room speech. He said, I don't have a disco or anything, but... And I'm like, what the heck is he doing? But you won, coach. You could do whatever you want. But we do need to work on those moves, okay? Call me. I got you. But I didn't know if he was trolling the Bears because it really looked like, do the grizzly bear. Do the grizzly bear. Isn't that funny? Um, I really think he was trolling them. Seriously, like low key, which would be completely awesome. All right, so again, you had Coach Gruden dancing like a grizzly bear after the game. That was awesome. You guys had Khalil Mack declining to talk to reporters after the game. So maybe he was a little salty. I mean, I would be too, right? Well, your Oakland Raiders will be going into the bye week three and two, one game out of first place in the division, because guess what? Who beat the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead? Oh, that would be the Colts. You know, the team that the silver and black put a whooping on in Indy. Yeah. Life is good, Raider Nation. Obviously, there's still a lot of football to be played, 11 games still left in the season. But right now, Raider Nation, you could celebrate for about two weeks until the Raiders get back to work and head to Lambeau to face the Packers. But we are not going to talk about that right now. We are going to talk about what happened on Sunday. Mm, Yes. And I'm going to keep it all the way 300 with y'all, right? This team impressed the crap out of me because after I saw the Bears destroy the Vikings in week four, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, the Raiders are in trouble. I mean, I was literally texting James during the Vikings-Bears game um, and I was like, oh gosh, I'm so scared for the Raiders. And he was like, me too, man, me too. (laughs) And you heard on our podcast last week, we were scared for the Raiders. Um, Man, thank you Raiders for proving me wrong. Seriously. I've never been so happy about A team proving me wrong on the pregame live stream with Raider Cody that we have done the last two weeks and we are going to continue to do before every single Raiders game 30 minutes before kickoff. So make sure you tune into that Um, and also shout out to Raider Cody and the Raider Cody podcast. But yes, on that live stream with Raider Cody, I gave two predictions. Okay, I gave one as a fan and one as an unbiased reporter. Okay, I know that's cheating, giving two predictions, right? Because you have a better chance of being correct. But I did this on purpose. Um, And my reporter score was very off, um, to be honest. So clearly, I guess I'm a terrible reporter. Don't say that. Don't agree with me, okay? I I think I'm a really good reporter. But my reporter score for this game was 13-10 Bears. My fan score was 24-17 Bears. So my fan score was pretty darn close, okay? So I guess I should just stick to being a fan all the time on these pregame live streams, which I may do. But no, I I really thought Khalil Mack was going to be full on Incredible Hulk, like take his game to a whole nother level, right? Playing his former team, the team that didn't really want to pay him what he was asking for, yada, yada, yada. Yes, I know some reports came out that said he didn't want to play for John Gruden. There's a lot more to that that I'm not going to get into, but Anyways, I was completely wrong. He did not take his game to the next level at all. And leading up to this game, the story was all about Khalil Mack. Will Mack haunt the Raiders for the rest of his career? Will this validate a lot of people's thoughts about John Gruden trading Mack away? That this was the biggest mistake and worst decision of John Gruden's coaching career? I was one of those people. I ain't gonna lie, cause I I still salty about the trade. But anyway, um, so it goes without saying that. You know, this was a huge game for the Raiders and a huge game for Khalil Mack. And what did we say on the last episode of keeping it 300? You cannot let Khalil Mack take over this game because Gruden will not hear the end of it. And baby, he had just three tackles, one quarterback hit, no sacks, and a fumble recovery, which the Raiders basically gave him. We'll get to that a little bit later. But as a team, how many times did the Bears sack Derek Carr? asking for a friend that would be zero times folks zero times do you hear me this Raiders offensive line took this game as a challenge all that talk about Mac and the Bears front seven now all the talk and the hype was well deserved because this Bears defense you know has been incredible it's the reason they were in the playoffs last year and it's the reason they've won the games that they have won this year and this season but Guess who dominated them on Sunday? That would be the Raiders' offensive line. Gotta give you guys a golf clap. Man, offensive line, you guys were incredible. The game ball goes to the O-line. I mean, really, they were beat up, bruised, and battered entering this game, and still, they controlled the line of scrimmage and pushed the Bears around. They opened up running lanes for Josh Jacobs, who's a beast in his own right, okay? Woo! But... Colton Miller, Trent Brown, and we cannot forget what we saw from the rookie fullback, Alec Ingold. Oh, my goodness. Run that tape back. Y'all going to see some beautiful blocks by him, okay? But, again, the offensive line won this game. You'll go back and look at the tape, too. I saw, uh, like, five amazing replays where Trent Brown and Colton Miller, they just bullied some of those Bears defensive linemen. Oh, my goodness. Well, it was a beautiful thing, guys. It was a beautiful thing. Also, credit to the defense, though. Y'all came up big in critical moments. And you guys sealed the game at the end with that Conley interception. As a team, four sacks, two picks. Should have been three picks, by the way. But there was that stupid roughing the passer penalty that negated a whirly interception. Don't get me started on that. That was some bullcrap. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, But shoot, the the Raiders' defense, man, looked like the Bears' defense for most of the game, honestly, especially in that first half. Pitching a shutout. uh, Then, of course, at the end, making plays when it mattered the most, you know? We're just going to pretend that that 21-point third quarter never happened. Yeah, we'll just pretend. (laughs) But honestly, this is a unit that had 13 sacks all of last season. And trust me, they haven't heard the end of it, okay? They have not. They've been reminded plenty of times. And they're telling everyone, shh, watch. Just watch and learn. Watch us do our thing. You know, they have a nice young unit. I'm really excited about, you know, not just the defense, but just the team in general, because they have some really great young players. And I'm excited about the future for sure. And what worked? Again, bringing back the pregame live stream, you know, I said the way you beat this Bears team offensively, Derek Carr has to be smart, cannot turn the ball over. And the key, the biggest thing, gotta get the ball out quickly, which we know he can, obviously, especially, though, against this Bears front seven. I said it's going to limit his ability to take shots downfield, which is totally okay because that has to be the game plan against this defense, especially with Tyrell Williams out, okay? Actually, your top two receivers out, you know, Tyrell Williams and J.J. Nelson. I said what is going to work is the short passing game. Give your receivers a little room to operate, right? Some room to run and get yards after the catch. That is going to be key. And that's exactly how they attacked this Bears defense. And it worked. They were so balanced. Those short passes opened things up for Josh Jacobs. And Jacobs, of course, he's such a freaking ridiculous, tough, downhill runner that he took, you know, some defenders even with him at times to power his way for some extra yards. Um, And of course, you know, the offensive line helped him out a lot opening up those running lanes, uh, and they controlled the line of scrimmage. Oh my gosh, I was so impressed. But back to Josh Jacobs. This dude, he ran for 123 yards. As a team, the Raiders ran for 169. The Bears hadn't given up 100 yards on the ground to a team all season long. That says something about this offensive line, and of course, this rookie running back. He is special, man. And how fitting was it that The Raiders are facing Khalil Mack and the Bears for the first time since the trade, and it was Josh Jacobs, the Raiders' number 24 overall pick, that they got from the Bears in the Mack trade that not only shined throughout the game and carved up that Bears defense, but scored the go-ahead touchdown with under two minutes to go. How fitting was that? It's amazing. Look, I've always been someone who thinks the two most important positions on a football team are one, the quarterback, and two, the guys who get after the quarterback. Okay, pass rushers. Because, you know, the game has changed. It's a lot of running back by committee. And we saw the Raiders have success with that in 2016 during their playoff season. But running backs like Josh Jacobs completely change the way you run your offense, and they do not come around very often. So, although I'll never be okay with the Raiders trading away Khalil Mack, this definitely relieves the sting a little bit. You know what I mean? And this could be the next Bo Jackson, next Marcus Allen. I know I'm I'm getting a little ahead of myself. This is a small sample size just through five games, but he's already crushing all the Raiders rushing records. So we'll see if he keeps this up. Yeah, he'll definitely be up there. So I'm pretty excited for his future. Anyways, let's get to the game a little bit. It wasn't all good, as y'all know. It was an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. The Raiders almost had a catastrophic meltdown that nearly cost them the game, but they were resilient. Last year's Raiders would have folded. We saw a team grow up in front of our eyes. We really did. Without key players, without you know their top two receivers. You had young guys step up on offense. You had young guys step up on defense. I mean, dare I say, we may not need Vontes Perfect. Are they better without him? Okay, let's not go too far. But at least we saw the Raiders win without him, right? And we know the Raiders can win without him. That's always a good sign when you can weather the storm without your top players. Again, it was an emotional roller coaster. I was actually watching the game by myself. So I thought, why don't I record some in-game thoughts and reactions throughout the game on my Instagram stories, right? So I feel like I wasn't watching the game solo. <laughs> now, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should do so. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. But my name on Instagram is Smith 3 Y'all know how to spell my first and last name, right? So Fallon Smith 3. So I'm going to play you guys my stories from yesterday. You see the roller coaster of emotion I was on, and I'm sure you guys were on the same ride with me. This is me, your girl Fallon, as a Raiders fan, unfiltered. Take a listen. I have never been so excited about being so wrong about a football team. I thought because the Raiders didn't have Tyrell Williams today that they were going to struggle offensively, but I couldn't have been more freaking wrong. How can they be so balanced against this Bears defense? And now for all y'all little haters out there saying, well... The Bears are jet lag. They just came here a couple days ago, came to London a couple days ago, and the Raiders been there a week to acclimate. Uh No, the Raiders of 2014 came a week before the Miami Dolphins. They got smacked. And then last year, they did the opposite and came a couple days before the game and got smacked by the Seattle Seahawks. So there ain't you no know, excuse. Okay, there's no excuse at all. Honestly, I really don't know what's going on. I think that the Bears overlooked the Raiders. That's kind of like the only way to put it. And also, Josh Jacobs is just a freaking monster. Um, and I'm pretty darn excited that the Raiders happen to have success. Credit to the defense too. Gotta holler at you guys. Three sacks already, uh, and an interception, putting the Raiders in great field position. See you out there. See you out there. Now, I get it. There's still a whole half of football to be played, and the Bears are definitely going to make adjustments at halftime, but I am just, like, shell-shocked. No one predicted 17 nothing at the half. Let's just be honest. Also, no excuses about Chase Daniel playing, because I think Chase Daniel is a better freaking quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. And um, holler at Chase. Hi, Chase. I'm sorry you're struggling. Okay, but go, my <laughs> Sorry, bro. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) momentum is a heck of a thing, right? Uh, It all started when there was miscommunication between Carr and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Carr audibled and uh, killed the stretch run and audibled into a toss to Jacobs. He didn't hear it. Ball flies behind him and puts the Bears uh, in great position on the turnover. I think it was inside the 10. And then it was all downhill from there. So, yeah. (laughs) If the Raiders don't score here, I might throw up. 21 and answered points by the Bears, okay? Get it together, Raiders. Please, thanks. Trevor Davis fumble at the goal line, really? 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 I feel like crying. I'm so excited because Dara Worley picked off Chase Daniel, right? Oh, I'm wrong because you know what? It was coming back. It was negated because of a freaking roughing the passer call, a weak one on Mo Hurst. What was he supposed to do? He was supposed to lay Chase Daniel like, hey, I'm going to lay you down softly. He didn't freaking helmet to helmet him. He didn't freaking try to take out his legs or anything. He had his, what, body weight on him? He tried to lift up at the end. This is complete crap and doggy do. I hate these new freaking rules. It is trash. Seriously. Oh, my God. Two-minute warning, and the Raiders are at the two. Please score, please score, please score. Please score. And then, defense, please hold on for the victory. Please. Please, 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 please. All right, Josh Jacobs. Hi at your girl. Okay. Dear defense, this is a statement game, okay? This is a statement game. Y'all got this, okay? Y'all got this. Let's get a stop. Let's get a stop something's going to happen. I'm so nervous. Okay, so we need the Raiders of like 2016 when Derek Carr would engineer game-winning drives or at least go-ahead drives and then the, the defense would seal the deal. You know what I'm saying? Please. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Yeah, we really won that game. I wish you guys could actually see my facial expressions uh, during those stories because the audio doesn't do it justice. I was a hot mess and I was running around my house like a crazy person uh, when Conley got that interception. I I cannot believe it. Oh, my gosh. I was up and down, up and down. That is not good. Not good for my heart. Come on, y'all. Y'all like added 10 years to my life. But seriously, it is very stressful being a Raiders fan. Um, actually, Damian Lillard tweeted that exact thing yesterday. And Derek Carr was like, nah, bro, don't stress. We got you. Like, actually, hopefully you do. But let's be real. It's still a stressful being a Raiders fan. Okay. So I'm just going to real quick, you know, recap the game, go through all the emotions that we had. Uh, so Raiders started out 17 to nothing, baby. Raiders rolling. Should have probably been 20 to nothing, you know. Richie Incognito, what were you doing? He had that stupid personal foul on the first drive, the first Raiders offensive drive. Remember, it took them out of field goal range. Well, actually, Carlson could have attempted a 54-yarder, but clearly John Gruden didn't trust him to knock it in from there. But it would have been a 39-yard field goal, and then Richie Incognito thought it would be a smart idea to take a defender's head and slam him with his helmet, of course, though, um, into the ground. Like, why would you slam his head into the ground? after the play was over. Come on, bro. I get setting the tone and stuff, but not when it costs your team. Get it together. Golly. Um, Anyways, and then I think he had another 15 yard penalty later in the game, but I'm gonna need Richie Incognito to get it together. All right. Thankfully, those three points didn't cost the Raiders the game. So after that, okay, 17, nothing at the half. Whoop, whoop. Uh, But then I said, okay, Bears are gonna make adjustments. Raiders gotta counter those adjustments, of course. Yeah, they did not. Bears scored 21 unanswered points. And it all started from that miscommunication between Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs early in the third quarter that I said on my Instagram stories, of course, Derek killed the stretch run. He audibled into a toss or a pitch or whatever. And uh, Jacobs, he couldn't hear him clearly. But on the replay during the broadcast, um, they actually turned up the volume and you can hear Derek Carr at the line say, kill, 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 kill. But Yeah, Jacobs didn't hear him. And the ball goes flying behind Jacobs. And Khalil Mack recovered inside of Oakland's 15. I thought it was Oakland's 10, but Oakland's 15. Still, you gave the Bears great field position. Of course, they were going to punch it in uh, from 15 out. I can't blame that on the defense at all. Anyways, um, I said, you know, during the pregame live stream, communication, man, going to be key. And that was a huge breakdown. And things fell apart from there. That set up again, the Montgomery touchdown run. Then Chase Daniel, later on, engineered an 89-yard scoring drive. I actually think it was on their next possession, okay? It was capped off by an Allen Robinson touchdown. Then, I think even their next possession after that, special teams gives up a 71-yard punt return to Tariq Cohen. Robinson scores again. At this point, I'm like, yo, is Robinson really going to end up taking over this freaking game? Because he just started balling. All of a sudden, it's 21-17 Bears. You're like, hold up, hold up. What just happened? Um, Yep, here come the Raiders of old. Hold up, but wait, Raiders in business. Hold up. Oh, are you kidding me? Trevor Davis fumbles at the goal line. You're like, nah, this cannot be real. This could not be real. <sighs> okay, Raiders going Raider. You know, that's what you're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Then Daryl Worley picks off Chase Daniel. Nope. As I mentioned on my Instagram story, negated by a roughing the passer call. Freaking shocker, right? Nah. I'm used to these terrible calls. Everybody should be used to them by now. It's freaking awful. Anyways, uh, they would eventually, though, I think, force the Bears to punt after that uh, a few plays later, and the Raiders would need to execute a fake punt on their next possession in order to keep their drive alive. Yeah. Yeah to keep the drive alive and the hopes alive of having a chance to win this freaking football game. And what happens? Eric Harris takes the direct snap, picks up the first down, but you're like, Oh wait, hold up. Did he fumble? Hold on. Did he really just fumble? It was called a fumble on the field, but hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It was reversed because his elbow actually touched the ground before the ball popped out. Woo. Thank you, Lord. So on that same drive, the Raiders, they stuck to their balance, offensive attack, run, short passes, run, short passes. And my guy, Josh Jacobs, gave the Raiders the go-ahead, leaping touchdown over that defensive line. Woo! It was so beautiful with under two minutes to go. That was Marcus Allen-esque. Just saying. So all the defense needed to do was seal the deal, okay? Make a stop. And hello, thank you, Gary and Conley. He came through with the interception and the game was all but over. And yeah, what a roller coaster of emotions. (laughs) Buckle up, Raider Nation. We still have 11 games left to go in the regular season. Now, I'm going to be honest. It's still very hard to say who this Raiders team is, right? Because they've shown us something different every week. You know, there's been different circumstances entering each game as well. So I just want to see consistency week in and week out, right? But back-to-back wins away from home, all right. You put together two back-to-back solid wins, great performances on both sides of the ball, all right. You're starting to show me that maybe this team is legit. Now, what we do know is that this offensive line is something to be proud of, okay? And they're still waiting to get Gabe Jackson back. He should be ready to go and ready to roll uh, against the Packers. Pretty pumped about that. Uh, We know Josh Jacobs is special. Um, Wait until the Raiders get back Tyrell Williams and J.J. Nelson. Trevor Davis, he's been a nice addition. Uh, He didn't make a mistake, of course, fumbling at the goal line. I almost pulled out all of my hair. Can't even lie. But he did show us, you know, he's a special returner and He can do things offensively, especially when Gruden designed some creative plays for him, of course. Uh, Darren Waller, we know he's a baller. He's still waiting, though, for his first touchdown of the season. I think the Bears really keyed on him and didn't realize, you know, the Raiders had other weapons at their disposal. So, yeah, shouldn't have just keyed on one guy. Um, I still have to go back and look at uh, a lot of the tape to see exactly how they defended Darren Waller because I'm not exactly sure. But I know he didn't get as many touches as um, he has in the past and as many targets he has in the past. Uh, But Foster Moreau, the young tight end man, coming through. He's a bright talent. Excited to have him. Our guy Hunter Renfro. All right, Hunter, I love you, bro. Okay, you were supposed to catch everything. He has some improvements to make. He dropped two sure catches yesterday. Okay, got to get that corrected. I know he will. I love what I'm seeing from Max Crosby and Nicholas Morrow on defense. Ooh, so excited about them as well. Uh, Raider Nation, you have a young... Talented team with a bright future and you're heading into the bye week three and two. Cannot complain about that, right? So for the next two weeks, you guys will be riding high and then it's back to business and back on the road against the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be a tough one. So hopefully this coaching staff puts together a really nice game plan. You saw what the Packers just did to the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. They rocked them. (laughs) Aaron Jones, we got to have an answer for him. He scored four freaking touchdowns. He was a monster. And this Packers defense, they're no slouch. You know, they're one of the top defenses in the National Football League right now. So it's up to John Gruden and company to put together a nice little game plan and try to get the job done on the road. Try to get their third straight win. It's going to be exciting. Well, that's going to do it for this bonus episode of Keeping It 300. James and I will put out another episode later this week, so watch out for that. Again, if you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, I'm Fallon, and I'm out.